Hey guys, just wanted to take a minute and thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. Uh, We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any area of your life, whether you're an entrepreneur, a C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development. The Professional Development Podcast is all about growth, and you know if you're not growing, then you're dying. If you enjoy the content, please help us uh, by liking, sharing, and telling a friend about the content. We enjoy getting together, and uh, here we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, and Brad's talking about farting bubbles right now. You're the one that just swallowed gum, and then I misheard Bobby. I didn't know what he said he couldn't swallow. You just thought I was talking about swallowing? So yeah, I, th- I think that's a myth. I don't think you can actually fart bubbles by swallowing gum. Is it true? I don't know. I think Google? you'd have to place Google. the gum directly on your I've never been down in that area sphincter. Like after somebody's had gum. Maybe Grace would know. Oh, man. Um, I only know a girl named Kendra who does that. <laughs> okay. Matt, will you quit like fucking with your Sorry. all the time? Sorry, it's tough for tall guys. He was talking all shit. Like somebody's doing it. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. <laughs> I told him you saw Andy Priscilla do it. It's just like a net. Maybe that is. Maybe that is where I picked yeah. it up. I Who saw knows? Him. He touched it like every time he went to talk. So. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Andy, we are going to have our very first ever recurring guest on, which yes. is going to be Emily Priscilla, the yeah. OG guest. That's it. Yeah, there's our very first guest ever. So we're going to have her on in December. Uh, October 19th. October 19th. And we're working to maybe get the husband on for a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, that one guy. pretty influential. What's his name? Uh, uh, Andrew. And then, and then here in about, actually, uh, a little less than a month, we're heading out to Chino Hills, California, where we're going to interview Bedros Koulian. Are we going to get He's, off the plane? To, what's that song? Got off the plane No, because you booked a fucking different flight than us. So what the not. fuck are you saying? We might, but you're Dan not. Dan knows what's It's up. a party in the USA. Yeah. He's singing some Miley Cyrus, man. Is that Miley Cyrus? Yeah, that it's Miley Cyrus. You are tone deaf, brother. Hey. I d- Would you? What? Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Of course. One thousand percent. a chick. One thousand percent. Okay, yeah. I, God, get better questions. Don't you interview people for a living? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Bedros is going to be awesome. If you don't know him, uh, Google him. Uh, he is owner of Fit Body Bootcamp and a serial entrepreneur, like owns a bunch of different shit. He's one of those guys that, uh, although his Fit Body Bootcamp shit struggled, he learned to capitalize on the like shipping and the supplementation, which absolutely took off, uh, which ended up superseding like whatever loss he took on Fit Body Bootcamp. Super excited to interview him. Um, and... Uh, here in about three and a half weeks, I'm going to start phase one. Oh, getting it. Yeah, putting it out there to the world because uh, I was listening to the, just like the whatever on phase one and it actually is smarter to roll straight into phase one just because like you were talking about. It's hard. It's you sit there and you stop and you say say you're going to take a break and it's like, I'm already down to like one workout a day. Um, diet's still pretty good, but I have times where it's like, you know, I'm drinking on the weekends or like last night I ate, like, I think I counted it out, uh, like 2,300 
2,300 calories worth of candy last night. If you're going to eat like, that much shit, calories. In, in one what kind of candy are you eating? Why are you like counting? I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> well, only Matt would count the calories as he pounds. Yeah, I'm still going to count it. This is my 30th uh, Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably you have, like, well, a, He has like a notepad so where he like, puts a mark for no, each one. It's easier to just put the whole bag into the app so I don't have to count them all, right? Put it in before you even eat them. So there's no question. So you know that like, all right, I'm putting this in here. I have to eat all these Sour Patch Kids now or else my numbers are going to be off. Exactly. So, uh, but that being said, um, I can see why people would jumpstart right into it because getting off a little bit, it will be difficult to get back on on top of the cold shower. Uh, actually, and the one thing I wanted to talk about, not to make this too much about Frisella, but um, or yourself, but or me. Fuck, he has been talking. Like has he stopped? Rich, we got a timer. Like basically, welcome to the professional development (laughs) podcast. It's just me today, Matt Cresco. You can go home. (laughs) Go go ahead. I got it from here. Last in, first out. The random act of kindness on phase three. I didn't know about that. Uh, And starting a conversation with strangers. Did you guys know about that one? I did know about that, but I have something at the end of my notes for today that I'll talk about that. You'll that'll touch on it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what else we got? Well, I talked to a guy uh, out at Sunset Country Club, uh, someone who's one of our uh, broker clients. And he, so Guy Warren, right? I talked to him and he's like, oh, I belong out at Sunset. And I'm like, oh, do you know Dan Greiner? And he's like, I know Dan Greiner. And I'm like, oh boy, tell tell me what Dan did. And he's like, well, you know, Dan is a, he's a really good stick. He's a, he's he's probably one of the best golfers out there. He's a pretty new guy out there, right? And I was like, yeah, he's, oh, he's pretty new. I was like, I think he's out there quite a bit and trying to get better. You know, he's, he's a good stick. And uh, he said that you cannot win if you have to give strokes. No. And you're always going to be giving strokes since you're a plus 1.1 now. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so we had a match where him and his partner. So for people that don't know golf, they're not gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. But him and his partner were both whatever handicaps, and they both shot five better than their handicap. Which, based on the USGA, the United States Golf Association, and all of their studies of millions of rounds, that's an anomaly. It doesn't happen. It's like one every ten thousand. So. He's a cheater. <laughs> no, he lied on. about his handicap. He mentioned that you got mad. Did you call him did, out? Yeah, I was like, I know, I I always call him out, you know, <laughs> subliminally. Yeah. You know. So I was like, wow, this is like a one in a thousand round for you guys. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I shot what? I shot even and and they both shot five better than their handicap. But so I actually ran into him so whenever he came. When he came up, I was definitely a sore loser because I'm super competitive, with, of course. especially with golf. And uh, he came up and I was like, hey, I was a sore loser that day. So I apologize. I hope you guys do well. Like, because I, I was like, m- me saying that was clearly a dick move. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, did you like, call him a cheater then after you apologized? But no, I mean, you're still a fucking cheater, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name, Warren? His name's Warren. Yep. Put and, this uh, man on blast. What's his last name? Should we Warren, bring him in? Warren Dunnigan. With, uh, Grace? With the butthole girl? <laughs> his name's Warren Dunnigan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Warmer. his name's Warren Dunnigan. Warren Dunnigan. I'm, I'm trying to help you out here, Matt. Can we gotcha. say last Warren names on let's the go, pod? Let's go fuck him up. Let's go <laughs> fuck Warren up right now let's for cheating. Cheating. Golf is a man. No, and, uh, it's a well, gentleman sport. I, I, also, I also did say it disgusts me uh, <laughs> the lack of integrity me. of people who lie about their handicaps. I didn't say it directly to him. I said it to my partner. But, <laughs> but loud enough for him to hear it. 
That's some oh, passive-aggressive shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the dick. Man. I would yeah. love to have been there for That's it. But, well, hopefully you guys have made amends, and hopefully yeah. you can kick his ass next time. I will. Yeah. I'll pump my handicap. Brad, Brad what's up with you, dog? <laughs> Nothing. I mean… Uh, Prostate exams? I had a doctor's appointment today. It went good. I got off. Um, uh, this whole wearing a mask thing, wait, I think bullshit. Did you, you say got you off? got off? You, uh, what? You I said you went work? to the doctor. <laughs> you, you said, yeah, I got off work. <laughs> no, you said, uh, I, I went to the doctor. doctor I, got I got off. You guys are reading Rich, this way Rich, too much. please fucking clip that. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I got off. <laughs> and he did send us a video and say, is it weird that he I'm sent, here for a checkup? He sent but us I asked a for picture, a prostate actually. Exam. Yeah. And we can actually make this a post. It was a, it was, it looked like a used medical grade glove that was kind of hanging down. It had some like clear liquid on it. Did I say one finger? Better make it two. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he ordering his call for his girl? <laughs> it's like when you go to <laughs> the… Uh, he's himself <laughs> it's like when you go to the… All right, she's eat. digging into his <laughs> yeah. hole. Dan, what's going, what's going on in your world, brother? How are we doing? You, you look fully prepped. Me? You look fully prepped over here with your blank Did piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Not even a pen next to you. Uh, I did bring a quote. Okay. You guys want to hop in the quotes? I got yeah. a quote. Sure. I Let's got a really it. good quote. I so mine, before we do that, we'll, we'll say, yeah, I don't even think I said the, today's topic. Today's topic is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is very fitting for a lot of things that we're talking about. <laughs> so what do you got for a quote? Well, I bet somebody brought a Tony Robbins quote. I did. I, I, I did not. bring Tony Robbins. I did not. Oh. Uh, but I was going cool to use story, Tony though. Robbins. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. A ship is always safe at the shore. But that, this one's that, been used. But that is not what it's built for. This one's been used before. Been That's been used before. Who said it? You. I said that one. Who fucking said I, it? That? I don't know no, who, who said really it. Really it. Then you didn't That's use it. That's not like the correct because quote either. You would it's remember like, something that profound. So, so say it again. What it's like it? a ship is safe at harbor. Not uh, no. Sea, but that's not what it's built for. It's like no. the same thing. This one rhymes. Oh. <laughs> fucking ship Dr. is Seuss. always safe at the shore, but that is not what it's built for. All right. So what is that? What is that? I can't. Corny as shit. Albert Einstein said it. Fucking talk to him. I thought you just said Tony Robbins. He's dead. No, I said I, I thought that one of you motherfuckers would bring a Tony Robbins quote. I have one. I have two quotes because you guys bring Obviously, one. I have three I quotes. bring two. No, you don't. I, I, I actually do. There's one from Grace. Did Albert Einstein do poetry? <laughs> it might be uncomfortable at first. But <laughs> once Al- it gets in there, it's comfortable. Was Albert Grace. Einstein Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Uh, Not known well. Nope. Dabbled in writing, writing and poetry. So obviously, okay. just fucking made that up. All right. So, what do you guys got? Uh, the quote I got is Life will only change when you become more committed to your dreams than you are to your comfort zone. And that's from a guy named Billy Cox. Okay. Who's Billy Cox? No clue, but just it was a great quote. Great quote. Right? Great quote. Boom. I like that. I can't believe you guys didn't fucking I, like that. I, no. I got one from uh, from David Goggins. I was, I'm actually surprised that no one else has a David Goggins one here. Um, so the quote from him is, people take classes on self-help, mental toughness, breathing control. The only way to get tougher is to put yourself in hellacious situations. I yep. think that one just makes sense there. A lot of people are, they consume a lot of content, but they don't actually... They don't apply any of it, and they don't put themselves in in those uh, tough spots to grow. For sure. Yep. And then mine is from Tim Ferriss, and it says that there's a direct correlation between an increased fear of comfort and getting what you want. Um, You know, I think the more you put yourself in uncomfortable situations in general, the more adaptable you become. I think it's like doing a bicep curl for your ability to handle when shit hits the fan. What the fuck are you doing, dude? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) 
I feel like Matt's got the most to speak to this episode. Me? For sure. I mean, I maybe. I mean, I, I did some prep work and I well, enjoyed Brad, this. Do you He's ever feel work. uncomfortable? <sighs> Not really, man. I, you I, was, say, gonna, like, I was gonna ask about that. You there doesn't seem like there's a lot. So one thing we all did this week that actually helped me a lot. I don't know if it helped you guys and everybody listening. We've been making a lot of posts. We were going to actually do a different topic, but we all made posts about with Ed Milet and the thermometer and then, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and to be successful, all this stuff. And one of the things, you know, Matt <clears throat> had brought up, and I joked about it, but, you know, we all went through it too, I think. And even you, Brad, is recording ourselves. Yeah. On Like, it's weird for me. Bobby, you're a good-looking dude, so, like, when you do it, oh, thanks, you know— it seems so natural, but like for me, when I watch myself, I don't know if Brad, you've said stuff like yeah, that. it's kind of weird. It. Yeah, it's so that's an uncomfortable thing, thing yeah. for you. But we started uh, recording ourselves instead of actually sending our texts and sending videos. And it's actually pretty funny because you can see like everybody's emotions instead of just reading the text. So yeah, it, it was pretty good. And no, you're right. It was a uh, it was a good exercise to do. I have a question for you guys. And with that, because one of the things that I always preach is, I mean, we do preach a lot of video marketing with what it is that. I, what I do, um, I always say, don't watch the video back before you send it. So did you guys watch any of your videos oh, back? Every, before, single, every you, single one. Before I, you sent it? Yeah. I would send it, then I would watch it. Okay. You? But that's because it was just you guys. I, what'd you do, Matt? The one I ended up sending for that? Yeah, any of them I, I that you like, sent. I had like 10 to 15 takes on it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Yeah, because it was like, no, and end I'm not of the, talking about, day. I'm just talking about the ones that you sent in response to like all oh, of Oh, no. Okay. No, on those, I just where he ran into the I let, chick. I let free ball. There was a, there was one I I did. I had to delete because I dropped my phone as I was rebuttaling Dan. And where I was you like, ran into I'm somebody just gonna look in the like office. An idiot. <laughs> I did run. I sent that one. That was actually funny. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, but um, but no, it's a, it's a really good topic in terms of everything that we're doing, and anybody can relate to it, uh, no matter where you are. So before we get into what our definition of comfort zone is, do you guys have any book suggestions related to getting uncomfortable or getting out of your comfort zones? Uh, the one I got was a guest that me and you had on, Matt, which was the Michael Easter, The Comfort Crisis. Our like, dude. The, the entire book is about getting out of your comfort zone. So, yep. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but Michael Easter is the man, and everything that he preaches about the comfort crisis is, is solid. Uh, so, it'll definitely be on my list of two reads. And then mine was in relation to my quote, it was The Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Uh, it actually, even though it's one of my favorites and I'm biased, it actually has comfort challenges in it. So it's like you read a chapter and then it like has you do something. Like one of them was like you have to ask for three girls or three members of the opposite sex's number a day or something like that. Something stupid like that. And they're like, doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter whatever, like you can crumble it up and throw it away. But it's like putting yourself in that situation of just like asking a stranger and opening yourself up to get rejected because it's a vulnerable feeling. And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how experienced you are. Like, it's something that I'm sure if, even if, Brad, if you had to go back and do it, it's like, I know you don't really feel a lot of I shame, but- I would never want to date again. Yeah. Ever. I think I'd be scared to go up to girls if I had to. You could always go up to guys. I wouldn't be that scared to okay. do that. <laughs> no, but- The heart, um, the heart knows what it wants. I actually have a really good book for this that I, it was one of the first books that I had read right after The Compound Effect, and it's called Rejection Proof, um, How I Beat Fear. And became invincible through 100 days of rejection by, I'm probably gonna fuck up the name, Jia Jang. And oh, that was right. <clears throat> have you heard of that book? Yeah, it's cool. I heard of the so, author. So basically, like he does 100 days, and every day he has to go 
try to get a no. Like his goal was to get a no, but he was surprised at how many people ended up saying yes to bizarre requests. Like one of them is he went to a donut shop and it was during the Olympics. So he asked them, you know, and this is stupid, but he, he said, hey, instead of, instead of just, you know, donuts the regular way, can you put them in like an Olympic circle for me? Thinking they'll say no. They did it. And then one might be like asking for a refill on your food instead of like your drink. Like if you're at Panda Express and you finish your, your orange chicken and you go That's up, one of my ask, favorite dad jokes is, are these free refills? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you do it 10 times. I know. <laughs> he said one of the most, the scariest one was he had a soccer ball and it was in like Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. He went to this house and the dude was waving. During the Dallas Cowboys football game, guys waving a Dallas Cowboy flag in his yard or, or in his front yard. And he had to knock on the door and ask the guy, hey, I was just wondering if I could play soccer in your backyard for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dressed up in full soccer gear. And the guy let him. Bizarre. Know? So anyways, really cool book where he just like put himself in like really tough situations. Yep. What's um, the name of that again? <clears throat> Rejection Proof. Nice. I remember you telling me about that like a year ago. Yeah. So I still have it if you want it. Nice. I got a Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Uh, that's one of my favorites. And I mean, it's not directly related to, hey, get put yourself in uncomfortable situations, but it's about building better habits, yeah. um, which is only going to put you in uncomfortable situations. Well, yeah, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about this down the road, but it's like um, the path of least resistance is, for, is, is there by formed habits, right? The things that we do. So we'll get into that. Anything else uh, that we had on books? Did we get everybody? That's it. Okay. So personal definitions or what you found online of... Comfort zone. I just pulled up the basic definition here. I know that oh, someone always does, but I looked up comfort zone to see what showed up in the dictionary and it's defined as a place or situation where one feels safe or at ease and without stress. That's just the basic definition. Yeah, uh, I put something, I just like combined a few and it's something you're doing where you have little, sorry, your comfort zone is something you do where you have little, no stress or risk. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Same thing. It's something you do every single day. It's not a challenge and no fear of it. Right. Well, I think you can add add to that with the no challenge thing where it's just something that you're good at. And so because you're good at that, you don't try anything. You know, you stick to what you know. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, and I believe most of the time people are, well, you're worried about two things, right? And now, like with how easy it is to live, majority of getting out of our comfort zone means like, you're worried about the judgment that you're going to receive if you fail almost every time, right? Like there is like, if you're scared of heights and you go bungee jumping or skydiving, obviously that's a little bit different, right? That's a fear of like, what the fuck's actually going to happen to me? But I feel like any other like comfort zone pushing is more of, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I didn't really look this up, but I can't think of necessarily a whole lot besides um, being worried about the, the judgment that you're going to get if you fail or how you look after you fail. I think it goes even deeper than that, though, because, I mean, there is the failure aspect, but I think a lot of people are just comfort and, like, comfortable in life in general. Like, especially, like, I think in today's society, like, from the highest form of government, we're, we're making people feel comfortable. Like, oh, you don't want to pay your rent? It's okay. You don't have to. We're going to push that off for another fucking three months. Yep. Or, oh, you're struggling. How about we just print off some free money for you? And all that's doing is making people more comfortable in the situation that 
they know, well, I don't have to work any harder for anything because it's just going to be handed to me. Record. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I was, <clears throat> I agree to, a, you know, to an extent there in terms of people are being conditioned to be comfortable with exactly. money being given to them. And so what are the long-term effects of that? I don't know. But what I do know is Matt and I work in recruiting. And right now, the report just came out, 10.1 million mm -hmm. job openings, more than ever. By Another record month. Long, yeah, record month. Um, I'm on the board of a nonprofit. <clears throat> and this has to do with being going into something new that you don't know what's on the other side of the wall. But if you did it, it would really help your life. Um, and, and so we have this nonprofit. And basically all, what we do is we educate people and then we place them in jobs, uh, free education. The companies pay for the education and the placement of that person. And we grab people from like poverty stricken areas or we're looking for diversity. We're looking for people that maybe didn't get a chance to go to college or have some opportunities, right? And so <clears throat> we put three people through the program, the first run, and they all graduated and they had a 30-day internship. They put in every single night, four, four hours a night, and two of them backed out after they graduated because, and because they, didn't, they didn't say this, but I 100% guarantee it was because they were scared of what's next, of this big step. There's no way that I could have a job making $40,000 a year. I'm used to making minimum wage or I'm used to making you know, a lot less than that. And, and nobody in my family has ever done that. And that's a comfort zone. Yeah. And so we are helping push these people outside that comfort zone, but they get to the, they get to the edge or they get to the wall that all they have to do is push it over. And there's an, you know, a great life on the other side and a career path and all those things. And it was amazing to see. So we, we ended up talking to both of them. One, we got back on track. The other one said, well, I'm going to try something else and maybe I'll come back. Uh, in you know six months, so it's yeah, it's a, it's it sounds like an incredible um, nonprofit or just like the cause, uh, but I, I I believe that's always going to happen, like whether it's yours or somebody else's, because we don't. I really feel like that we don't appreciate things that are just handed to us, and he, and I know like. I think it's human nature. Like I don't. If like yeah. it, things are super super easy to me, no matter how cool great that they seem like right off the bat it's like i won't appreciate it or take care of it yeah. as much and i have actually a really cool story that made that from dan talking the baseball player david price he quit playing baseball in college because he didn't think he belonged there and he quit because he wanted to go work at mcdonald's because that's where he saw his brother go to work every day and he thought his mcdonald's uniform was badass <laughs> i think that's it fun. worked out for him that he broke out of that comfort zone but i think back into playing baseball but that's yeah. that's the comfort zone right yeah. like what can the comfort zone this is a question that's not on the itinerary matt didn't think about it um <laughs> but what influences what someone's comfort zone and a lot of the times i do think it is your family and your friends yeah. so you know it's the circle that you grew up in it's the circle that you're around all the time when you're a teenager and then you know do you evolve that or do you not and you know, you see so many people just basically repeating the environment they grew up in. I For think. sure. You know, you, middle oh, class, middle class, lower class, lower class. You absolutely do. Uh, me and my buddy Nick were talking about this while we were Is this a, Nick and Saletta? Uh, yeah, Nick Saletta. Is that his name? Mags. Is, yeah, this Mag the, is this the guy who was getting danced on by that hottie at the lake? Yes. Yeah, that was. 
It was for sure. So what we were talking about, we're down. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it. Actually married. I'm gonna, keep, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. No, no, and it's and it's no. It wouldn't necessarily. It's a very subjective description of this woman. We'll oh, just leave yes. it at that. Highly so, sarcastic. So, uh, but what I will say is, we we're sitting there talking. Uh, having a couple of man sodas, and we we're like talking about the uh, our buddy's house, who it is, and he's like does really well for himself, and he's also got like a side business in real estate, and like got a boat, a condo, like all this other stuff, and how we've got like our circle keeps growing into more and more successful people, and we were talking about there's some people that just don't believe that they can get there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and and a lot of it is product of environment, right? Uh, but realistically, it's like I think the first step is like talking to people. And, and maybe I'm straying off from comfort zone, but like talking to people that you know are at a level that you want to be, right? Because it's just like the more and more you grow your circle, your mindset, your circle, the more your whatever it is that you want to grow is going to grow. Well, you know what fucks me up are the people that they are around the people that are growing and then they consciously decide like, I don't want to go past this comfort yeah. zone. Like I have an opportunity to be in a circle that's going to get me to a different level in whatever area of life that is. And they say, oh, yeah, what you're doing is stupid. Or, you know what I mean? Those are the people that are consciously deciding not to go down the path with either you or with somebody else or when the opportunities present themselves. And so that's fucked up to me is like, you have the opportunity, but you're so comfortable that you're just, no. I talked to somebody this week who I was trying to get to start a business and they said, maybe I'll do it when I'm 55 when I have retirement. And I'm like, is this guy that's, our age, roughly? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's like 20 years from now, 25 years from now. Like, you could literally, do you know what you could build in that 25-year time frame before you like, and hey, there's nothing wrong with starting when you're 55. But like, what Colonel could Sanders, you, right? yeah, what could you have now, you know? So that's, that's the ultimate, like, I'll Excuse. do it when it's, yeah, <laughs> then all the lights will be green. Yeah. At and that it, point it won't time. happen then either. No, the light, all the lights are never green. It's yeah. never the perfect time for anything. I Any say that decision. about having kids too. Well, I, you know, and, and we talk about entrepreneurship or starting your own business an awful lot. But I remember working in a corporate environment and being scared shitless because of the fact that I, people get locked into their jobs. And even if they want to start a business, they can't give up a salary because they have bills yeah. and this and this. And so, Really, the younger you are, the, the better it is. Yeah, because you're not locked into all that shit, you know. Especially if you're in your twenties. So yeah. why why is it that it seems like the path of least resistance is the normal path? Because it's quicker and you get instant gratification. Yeah, I think it's it, we it's like what we talked about. It's safe, right? Yeah. Well, I think that the path of least resistance is a cookie cutter way to live life, and so you're set up for the path of least resistance from education through high school. And then you're supposed to go to college and they teach you how to be a good employee. And so then you become an employee and that's the general, you know, it's the bell curve. There's always going to be a bell curve. There's always going to be uh, 1% at the top, 1% at the bottom. And then there's going to be 80% to fit in in the middle. And they're all in that, that cookie cutter um, life. And I think that, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just conditioned into our brains from an early age. And it applies to just about anything out there, 
right? It could be starting, I mean, starting your own business. It might just be starting to try and uh, like, all right, I want to, I want to lose 10 pounds. You know, I want to put on this much muscle. I want to um, spend more time with my family. People just are refusing to take action on a lot of these things. And that's what they're missing is they're, they're missing that first step. They see this big thing that they have to get done. And Matt, you talked about this on one of our recent posts is they see this big picture of like, oh, I have to get this big thing done. Or like I talked to the, a couple people these last two days. Um, I interviewed them and they said, oh, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. And I was like, cool, what are you going to do? What's your first step? And they're like, oh, I don't really know. It's just something, kind of something that we're talking about. And um, I was like, well, uh, we go to Shock City Studios. You can call them. You can book a time. You can literally just go talk for an hour and Rich Harris will cut it the fuck up for you, send it to you, and uh, you'll be good to post it. And they're like, it's that easy? And I was like, well, that's what that's what we did. Um, I was like, well, we didn't start there. We started off at a place that was With a lizards sketchier. and shirtless but, guys smoking weed. Well, before yeah. that, even before that, we started off in a <laughs> you know, room that would know. The lizard guy was a step up. Yeah, yeah it was. Our, a lizard, we had thought we made it when we were a lizard man. We did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also um, want to throw out instant gratification in terms of a paycheck, right? Like I work and I get a paycheck or I think you're st starting to see more and more people chase the dream not knowing how much work it is because mm -hmm. <clears throat> the path of least resistance is go to a job and get paid cash today. I think that's why you yeah. have a lot of people stick in your side. Uh, what do they call it, the industry or uh, the yeah, service industry. industry is because they're so used to getting cash every single night, right? Like Boom, I worked, I get cash. I worked, I get cash. Oh, I'm going to have to work for two weeks and not get any money? That's yeah. weird. And then, okay, you might have to work for two years if you have your own business mm -hmm. and and not get paid, yeah. you know? And so, you know, and that's just the, the business side. There's so many other things. Losing weight, for example. You got to do that shit every fucking day for, to, see, uh, to see results. And so it's easy to do it for one day. It's easy to do it for three days. Uh, it's easy to do it for one day a week for three weeks, whatever. But unless you're consistent, which is the hard part, and you don't get the instant gratification, you're not going to lose five pounds in one day. Yep. Or maybe you can, 10 pounds in one day. And so I think people are just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, that's just, you know, I didn't see the results right away. So I, I quit. I'm going to go back to my comfort There's zone. There's a lag time no matter what you're doing, whether it's exercising or uh, your break-even point for a business. Um, you, like for us, it's four weeks. What you, what my team is doing today in week 32 is going to pay them in week 36. And now like for, maybe for Brad, like you had to buy your CNC machine. And I, like, I don't know what your break-even point was or how long it took you, but you had to get that paid off for a little while. Yeah. Um, a lot of people aren't don't realize that it does take time, and that's that's where it all is. It's habit. Yeah, and uh, and then kind of on the, the the next question, and what I was going to lead to it is is should you always take the past uh, path of most resistance? And, and to me, it's it's a no, right? Because it's like to go on the other side of the coin for the path of least resistance. It's all habits and patterns, right? We're biologically wired for the path of least resistance. Like if you like cavemen creating the wheel, yeah. right? Like right. make ourselves more efficient, more effective so we can do other shit. Yeah. Um, so that same thing that makes us lazy also sparks innovation. And I forgot who the CEO was, but it, uh, it was like Bill Gates. He's like, I'd hire like the laziest person because they'll find the easiest way to get something done, yep. right? So it's like you, you pick and choose your battles. I agree. Of, of, but, but the most important thing is like, 
pick the battles based off of your goals. Like whatever goals you have set out for yourself, it's like, okay, get uncomfortable in those situations. Or if you've got a goal uh, for your company, right? And you're afraid of public speaking, but you realize if you could just get over that hump that it's going to make your, you know, it's going to make your company X by 10. If that's the case, then attack that, right? Like go after the areas of that comfort zone that are going to make the biggest leaps and bounds in your life. Well, I think the, the pushing the comfort zone there is all about the quality of the job you're doing. So like you're not trying to make things harder for yourself and go around the yeah. wheel that's already been created. It's don't put all the, you know, spokes that are supposed to be in that wheel, in that wheel, you know, yeah. versus, oh, I can get by with three spokes when I need four, yeah. you know? And so doing a quality job, doing doing the path of least resistance is, I know that I could have, you know, if I'm painting a wall, uh, there was one spot, it was a little high, I didn't want to get the ladder back out. Like fucking do that because that's that needs to be done. That's a quality job. And if you do that, it will start to bleed in the rest of the areas of your life because everything you do, you do a hundred percent job. But am I gonna like paint it with a toothbrush or yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that's just the hardest way to do it. You know, no, I'm not gonna do that because it's fucking stupid. But um right. you, you know, but, but I think that's what a lot of influencers portray is like do do the hard shit like do it go the hard way like and it doesn't always have to be that way like if you are like you're saying that like if you're trying to learn a new skill or a trait that's going to benefit you like you're saying 10 times what you invest into it then yeah do it the hard way yeah but like if you're just doing a, a standard deal just fucking get it done right get it done become more efficient like how pissed off would you be if one of your employees is like well, i'm gonna do this one the hard way it's gonna take me all week and should have taken a day exactly right you know? so and again i think that's obvious to us but i think we always got to play both sides of the coin when we're talking about this uh do you have any influencer takes on getting uncomfortable so i don't know if i have like a personal take by these influencers but i think um the some of the most successful people you see people like elon musk jeff bezos they're disruptors in the industry like Elon Musk basically invested everything saying, I'm going to fucking make an electric car when electric cars weren't really thought of. And now like in 2030, supposedly that's all we're going to get to have. And then Jeff Bezos decided, I'm going to sell books out of my fucking garage and sell them online. Yeah. Like these are things that like you're never going to grow if you don't do something like these people did where they got out of their comfort zone. If you try and follow a path of somebody who's already successful, you're always going to be in their shadow for your entire life. Well, so... There's so many stories around business, but one I like a lot is uh, Redbox. You guys know what Redbox yeah, is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's where you can go rent, a, for anybody that doesn't know, you can go rent a DVD for like a dollar or What's whatever. What's a DVD? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> or Blu-ray, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I stream everything nowadays. Yeah. But anyways, uh, and, and Blockbuster had a chance to buy them for like… Yeah, like, and they said no. Yeah, for, yeah, and Blockbuster said no. And then they, they, went they put… Like a year they put… Right? Blockbuster out of business, yeah. you know, and it's all because if if you if somebody said, "Hey, I'm gonna create this box that you can rent," you know, blue. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. You know why that's stupid? Because you need thousands of those machines, and how are you gonna deploy them? And who's gonna take care of the you know DVDs? And who's gonna do this? And who's gonna, you know, it's it's just so much work. That's stupid. Like that'll never work. And so, but somebody did it, and it worked, and it put an entire industry, the rental <laughs> DVD. Rental. I wonder how they're doing now, though. Who? Redbox. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're not doing Hopefully good. Hopefully they sold out to Netflix. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm sure the old CEO of Blockbuster was like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, <those dumb laughs> Let's go, Netflix. Right. <laughs> Put them out. Bobby, do you have any either influencer or personal uh, stories that you have so, of? I, well, I have uh, just, uh, as far as influencers go, I think, I mean, David Goggins has just a bunch on mindset. His his whole hashtag thing is stay hard, right? And it's his is always doing like the hard thing. So he'd probably be the one to um, counter everything that we say as far as, no, you need to run 180 miles in 24 hours or whatever he would say. But I, I just have a quote from him from uh, one of his books. And it's, our culture has become hooked on the quick fix, the life hack efficiency. Everyone is on the hunt for that simple action algorithm that nets maximum profit with the least amount of effort. There's no denying this attitude may get you some of the trappings of success if you're lucky, but it will not lead to a callous mind or self-mastery. If you want to master the mind and remove your governor, you'll have to become addicted to hard work because passion and obsession, even talent, are only useful tools if you have the work ethic to back them up. Which I think is something that we talk about a lot. Like work work ethic beats talent all day. It doesn't matter how good you are at something. Um, I even talked to my team this morning about setting appointments, right? We have to go set more appointments. And I, I had everyone in there rate how good they were at setting appointments and everyone was at a six or above. And then, well, I asked, I looked at the sheet and I go, well, one of you has set an appointment this week. And all of you say that you're pretty fucking good at this. So why aren't you going to work? We, Matt and I actually were doing an interview one time and we asked the guy, what was it? How good are you at sales? And he said, he's a 10 out of 10 right in front of <laughs> oh, our, we have a, a buddy named Our buddy Josh. Josh Schwartz, who's like a sales consultant, has built multiple, <laughs> multiple sales teams. This dude came in firing. And he goes, he goes, oh, really? He goes, because I'd put myself at about a five. Josh said that. <laughs> like this guy that builds out That's private awesome. equity sales teams. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And so, and so then he goes. He felt real so, small. He goes, well, so so now I guess we can do a little role play then. <laughs> the guy was just like, uh, fuck, fuck. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but so if they the guy would have said, yeah, you're right. I'll go ahead and run this. That would have been. That would have yeah. been 10 out of 10 play. Since I'm a 10 and you're a five, yeah. I'll go ahead and run this. That's Dude, what he should have He should have been like, well, you're going to be working for me next week, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, shit. that's good stuff. Do you guys have any personal stories? Like, and we, you got to have something where you push yourself out of out of a comfort zone, um, and it made a significant impact on your life. So I used to be like super shy, believe it or not. Like, I feel like I'm probably like one of the more outspoken guys. But um, now, you? yeah, no, <laughs> you never talk, never, <laughs> never. But um, I think it was mainly because when I went to Limburg for high school, I switched as a freshman. So I didn't know anybody when I went to school at Limburg. So I was like, kind of like, oh, hey. You know, and I just kind of sat back and relaxed. And the thing that kind of broke me out of that was probably the fact that I traveled the country racing and I did have a couple fans every once in a while that would like come and talk to me. So it kind of like, you can actually buy his autograph on eBay for four dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, we could up it. Free we shipping. could put a bunch on there. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually just some old fan. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it helped because I was able to have conversations with people, and now I know people literally all over the country. And somebody also told me that bullshit sells. So it's like most people that you run into that's a stranger, they have no fucking idea who you are or what you've done or what you're gonna do, and you can literally tell them pretty much fucking anything, and they're more than likely going to believe it. Right. As long and, as you say it with some conviction, no doubt. Yeah, as long as you Catch me shit. if you can, the movie. So yeah, are you saying movie. you just like... I'm not saying I lied. I'm not people? saying that I lied, but I'm saying yeah, like... Yeah, like, like, would if, you lie to If a conversation about? would come up, I, w I feel like nowadays I can talk about literally anything. 
like we could say a quote and we could say it was by fucking Dr. Seuss and people would fucking believe us. Right. So this, so this is something that you are forced to put yourself into the situation of talking to people because you wanted your racing career. And you Not really to- that. It was just easier. Like that, like it was a comfort deal, I guess you could say, because I had people approaching me and then I had to talk to them. And then eventually got to the point where I was like, well, I can pretty much talk to anybody now. So that's kind of yeah a weird thing to be shy. But that was like something that I was like super comfortable. Like, well, I don't have to talk to anybody. So I just won't. And now it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yep. I was, uh, I don't know if I, I broke out of the comfort zone, but um, I, <clears throat> I was really afraid of public speaking. I did Toastmasters and that really helped. So. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And was, we still uh, haven't done this uh, comedy club thing. I'm, well, actually, I don't have to do that. Well, I'm down. But I know. You said you were why going don't we to? find a place? Yeah, uh, when, going to. Why don't we find a place Wednesday night in California where you are going to know? Absolutely because no. everything's going to be closed in California. Yeah, oh, there's COVID out there. It's yeah, that's the why Delta I didn't variant. Book, book our 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 long stay because I don't want to book a long stay there when they're getting ready to shut the fuck down again. We're going to go see Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's playing out so there they that have weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he I canceled, know so maybe we can get him on the pod. We what? can say, hey, Joe, we know that your show is canceled. Shut down. Yeah. So it hasn't happened yet. Oh. But it's just like everybody's saying they're, it's, it's, it's California, so there's a very good chance How do you think going that's going to go over? Like what? if Biden's like, hey, guys, just so you know, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Well, I know Missouri, Florida, and Texas will not. I mean, I think it's going to be an absolute fucking joke. Yeah. If I, I mean, if I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, the way. But the, so any I, business owner this time is just going to put their fucking middle finger up and say, fuck you. I'm appreciating a lot of the, the, uh, what's, what's the fuck, Florida guy's name, DeSantis yeah, or yeah. whatever, like of what he's doing. I think he's, he's definitely fucking like getting to a line that it's like, okay, dude, you're too much when he's like threatening to hold teachers' paychecks back. I will say that. Yeah. Like I'm all for keeping businesses open and operating and like, I don't want to fucking wear a mask everywhere. Right. But like, I think he's getting a little bit too much on that. But um, yeah, we're going out. When we go out to California, it's like, why would we? Well, there's there's hikes and stuff to do, but. I think we can rent hazmat suits. Mm, that might be an option. You never know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't, I've got actually a ton of personal stories. Um, some were I forced myself into. Um, some I. We know one of them. <laughs> Someone some some forced himself into, into you. Okay. Okay. Kendra. Right. Are we on time, Rich? Bow, 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 bow. He's knocking at the door, pointing at his what watch. Door? Saying, saying to wrap it up. Back door. The back door. I get it. It's a butthole joke. And wrap right? it up. Brad? Before. What? <laughs> okay. So uh, I put myself out there a lot. And I can't. I can't. And fuck it. Um. You know what? This is this is this is good. I think we got enough content. Well, I think today. that one of the things you wanted to say is like, let's go around the room and like, what's one thing that and we could pick for the other person what we think that you should do to get outside your comfort zone. I can go first. Go and first. It's for Matt, and let's get a girlfriend. That's a great one for Matt. That would put him. Ever be in a relationship? I that, that would not put me. That would not make me uncomfortable at all. Like, really? Bring it on, ladies. <laughs> Fucking let's That's go. That's a ploy. Yeah, that's a ploy. <laughs> So, yeah, let's have date nights and I'm down. I He's want, doing some reverse I, psychology shit right now. I want a, yeah. I want a girlfriend. I do. Like, I'm, I've always been open to the idea of a girlfriend. Let's say that. I'm not like, I need a girlfriend, but always been open to That's it. That's like the so, oddest thing for somebody who wants a girlfriend to say, I've always been open to it. I have. <laughs> Just waiting for Miss Wright. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's totally fair. You have a picture of what she looks like. And unless she comes around, 
why are you going to try and date those other girls? Do I have a picture? I mean, I, I feel like you do. Don't you have a vision I, board with exactly no, what like, she looks like? like I mean, that would abs. be weird if I just had like a picture of a random chick on there. But uh, Annie Frisella did say something on his podcast about if you want if you want the body that somebody else has, put it on your vision board. See? So you guys made fun of me, said I was a little, I you did know, not make fun of you. And <laughs> Well, that's why your shirtless picture on uh, and I Bumble, Bumble is now my background on my phone. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um, do maybe we, so realistically, do you guys have anything in particular that you're uncomfortable with that you want to start uh, or put yourself in a position this year? Um, I want to put myself in a weird spot financially. I want to invest into something, whether it's property, a new business, like I'm tired of like sitting on the fence on it. I kind of so, just want to like fucking so, do it. So here's the thing. One of the things I was going to say, and this is an opportunity for everybody to do a video is you're saying that you want to do that. Obviously, it's like you're super good with your money, but you're also super tight with your money, yeah. right? Um, and so it's a double-edged sword. So with that, what I talked about last night is instead of looking at it as this one as this one big thing, the whole thing is getting from zero to one, getting past inertia and getting momentum rolling because an object in motion stays in motion. So with that, it's you have an opportunity to do a video where you take one step once into that one tiny insignificant step to get the ball rolling on what that is. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do one about investing some money and Matt's going to do one like he's the bachelor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, <laughs> should I, <laughs> applying to the bachelor? No, yeah. like, like yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can apply you to the bachelor. Actually, hey, oh, they, they, I'm going to do a bio. Like, hey, ladies, my name's Matt Cresco. Yeah, video submissions. They take video with submissions. My buddies. And we're going to post it on TikTok. And, and then we're going to go post viral. It. Dude, you could did, absolutely. Hey, guys. You would absolutely. Charity. Hey, guys, I'm doing this video because I'm super uncomfortable with having a girlfriend and I want to put myself out there and get myself out of my comfort zone. And you unbutton your shirt like the entire time the video's going on. You had to be shirtless. So here's what I like. Yeah. I think you should. I'm, and he's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 5'10". It's uh, a party in the long. USA. Dan's, Dan, and I get to pick Dan's and Wait. Dan can pick Bobby's. And Bobby can pick. <laughs> I don't know what Wait, Bobby. did Bobby, you get to Bobby's pick one? Very no, we picked no, each other's. You pick Dan's, Dan picks yours. Pick Dan for public speaking. Wait, 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 wait. What is something you're uncomfortable with? Well, I thought we were going to, someone was going to pick mine for me. He's well, comfortable so with yes, everything. So that's you know what I'm saying. Him. I'm not comfortable He's, with everything. <laughs> What's he going to do? Bobby, what are you uncomfortable oh, with? Was, what no, are you most I uncomfortable want, with? I almost said something. Do it. Propose. Oh. oh. Did you listen to last see, week's podcast? See, uh, that's, that's, that's not something that I would be uncomfortable with. Yeah, now, you should do it. Future, last week's podcast. I was like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Hey, marriage and babies already? So, so what is something you're super uncomfortable with right now that you wish you were better at in, you made a change in your life? I think the biggest thing, I mean, Brad mentioned finances. I wrote down um, I wrote down finances on mine as well. And it, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what that is, but I think it's spending money to make money. Um, I don't have anything like that right now. It's just it's just my business and I I want to do something different. I don't know what that is going to look like specifically, but I need so then to- So can I pick yours? You? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Start, go to your bank, start a separate savings account. And automatically put in fifty dollars a month in there. I have, uh, so I have, so I am doing something. I put in seventy dollars a week um, into my bank account. I have an automatic thing 
that's uh, been doing that. And I before started that. that. It's for it was a ring. Be, it was after the compound effect. And it nice. was before any ring conversations. <laughs> it's for but, a ring. Um, you visualized it. So you knew the, it was coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the, so I do, so $10 a day, right, was the compound effect thing that yep. um, he talked about in that book. And so I can't do a daily deposit with my bank, but I can do weekly. So $10 a day, $70 a week is what I have going in there. And I'm over a, a grand and I don't even remember when I started, but I don't see it. Nice. So I have done that. Yes. Which okay. has been helpful so and we'll, it's untouchable. We'll think about something for you because there's not a lot that makes you uncomfortable. But for Dan, no, well, what we're going to do. Time out. Time we're going to do. No, but for Dan. I know what we're going to do. <laughs> we know what we're going to do thing, for Dan. All your guys, oh, I have to put money in a bank account. I have to buy something. I have to date a girl. Like, <laughs> I would do all this. All this sounds great. Again, it's different. People have different level of comfort zones. You don't understand. Different when I said I'm getting a girlfriend, my folks. palms started getting sweaty. I felt <laughs> nerves in my chest. Yeah. It'll be in your TikTok video. <laughs> you're about to create. All right. So, Dan, yours is going to, you're going to put yourself on blast and you're going to do some type of commit and schedule some type of public speaking. Okay. Uh, what if on the plane? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. The, oh yeah. I, I was gonna say on the plane, oh, yeah. you think they'll let me do the uh introduction and in, what are yes. you guys flying? And do the Southwest thing? totally would. Oh, uh, we're American. Oh, not American. Yeah. So well, we've got a couple of things. We can iron those out, but everybody's going to have something. And then my last thing is uh next week is the 50th episode and it's gonna be a doozy. And I don't if know you've made it this far in this podcast, yeah. You want to stay for next halfway week. to hundred. So uh we really don't know. What it's going to be? We just kind of found out that it's going to be the fiftieth. But um, if we gold, can get golden. fifty reviews by fifty, that'd be great. Everybody listening on There's like zero iTunes. people still listening right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, this is probably the longest podcast we've done in a long time. We lost it. We yeah. lost. We uh, Rich, you might want to cut this up to um, basically Speed just it up a little bit. <laughs> take out everything. Dan when do people quit listening? Yeah. Um, but no, realistically, uh, it's, it is crazy to think about that we're coming up on fifty episodes. So if you're listening, we appreciate you. Um, we got some big stuff coming up, so stay with us and we'll talk to you next week. Deuces. Deuces. Peace. Peace.